Hello and welcome to the weekly message podcast from Crozet United Methodist Church in Crozet, Virginia. We invite you to join us in person any Sunday for our contemporary service at 8.30 a.m. or for a more traditional service at 11 a.m. Please visit us online at www.crozetunitedmethodist.org for further information. We hope you enjoy this week's message from Crozet UMC. After that anthem changed, uh, all we need to do is pass the offering plate, and we can go home and get ready for football games. That was fantastic. Thank you very much. Uh, my name is Danny Kessner, and I am the superintendent. Um, I uh, counted a pleasure to be able to be here and to worship with you today. Uh, Pastor Sarah didn't say she was going on a cruise. <laughs> she, she just asked if I would preach. Uh, I, I'm a little uh, shocked about that. I can't wait, can't wait to see her uh, and, and talk about that. Um, uh, I have some big shoes to fill. And I mean <laughs> brightly colored, high shoes, all those kind of things. She would tell me that you all, like, look at her shoes when she's walking around and leaving and all that. I have on uh, brown Oxfords, so you don't need to be looking at me. I kind of don't like that, so uh, that, that would be great. Um, I can tell you, uh, at the first service, I got to preach down there, and uh, this is a little uncomfortable for a big fat guy. Uh, Little Sarah could sit up, fit up here, but I feel like I'm going to fall off here. So if I do that, will you just pick me up and we'll, we'll, we'll go on. But our scripture lesson uh, today, prior to what we're going to hear, it talks about the birth of Jesus, a beautiful uh, story, a beautiful narrative. And then it talks about the angels and the shepherds coming. And then we hear uh, these words, and it's entitled, Jesus Presented in the Temple. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise him, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he had been conceived. When the time of their purification according to the law of Moses had been completed, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people. Light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. 
Let us pray. Almighty and gracious God, we thank you for an opportunity to be here in your house to worship you. Now we would ask that through a sinner, through broken words, that you would help us to hear your good news and once again follow our calling and consider to continue dreaming our dreams. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Hidden away in just about every family's photo album are cute little baby pictures. Pictures like baby's first bath, first haircut, first birthday, first bike ride. You kind of get the idea. And usually there's a picture or two of some part of the anatomy of our newborn. Uh, we parents, for whatever reason, love to have at least one photo uh, of our child's anatomy, uh, but that kind of frightens our child because he or she is wondering if maybe their boyfriend or girlfriend might actually see this awful picture uh, one day. Now, these first birthday and first uh, bike rides and haircuts only apply to the first child. Second, third, fourth, ah, sometimes you're lucky to even have a picture in the album. <laughs> but in today's scripture, we have Jesus' parents bringing in their firstborn to go through three ancient ceremonies which every Jewish boy had to undergo. If you will, Kodak moments for the Holy Family. So Joseph and Mary were making memories with their child. Now these ceremonies seem a little strange to us today, but at the root of them, the conviction is that a child is a gift from God. So first he was circumcised on the eighth day after his birth. Next, Jesus participated in a ceremony called the Redemption of the Firstborn. This ceremony, kind of strange in my thinking, had the parents buying back their child from God, and it occurred some 31 days after the birth. And finally, after 40 days, the child was taken to the temple, presented and consecrated to the Lord. And it's here where we meet this devout and righteous person named Simeon. Simeon had this dream that he would not die until he saw Jesus. Simeon was directed to the temple by the Holy Spirit, and when Mary and Joseph brought the child to the temple, Simeon took the little baby Jesus in his arms and he praised God. Do you recall that feeling, or you might have that feeling now if you're a parent or a grandparent, of holding a baby in your arms? There's just something beautiful about holding a child in your arms. The smell, the, the touch, the feeling that this certainly is a miracle from God. This certainly is a gift. 
That's what Simeon was experiencing when he was presenting that child to the Lord that day. Simeon's dream had been fulfilled. He had seen Jesus. During these days of Epiphany, the baby Jesus is growing. He's growing into becoming a child, a youth, a young adult, a man. He's growing into becoming your Savior and mine as well. Truly God is with us, Emmanuel. Fully human and fully divine is this child truly a dream realized. Martin Luther King Jr. spoke of a dream, his dream. And I share a portion of that speech with you today, given on August 28, 1963. And so, even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream that one day, even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression, will be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but rather by the content of their character. I have a dream today. I have a dream that one day down in Alabama, little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream today. In Christ... Simeon's dream was realized, and that day his eyes saw God's salvation. Angela Hunt, in a folktale titled The Tale of Three Trees, shares the dreams of three trees. And the tale goes something like this. As in all good folktales, it begins once upon a time. You're supposed to laugh. <laughs> if you've heard this uh, folktale, raise your hand. Oh, just a few of you. Cool. So once upon a time, there stood three trees on a mountaintop. They dreamed of what they wanted to become when they grew up. The first little tree wanted to be the most beautiful treasure chest in the entire world. 
The second tree wanted to be a strong sailing ship. He said, I want to travel mighty waters and carry powerful kings. I will be the strongest ship in the world. The third little tree looked down into the valley and said, I don't want to leave this mountaintop at all. I want to grow so tall that when people stop to look at me, they will raise their eyes to the heavens and think of God. I just want to be the tallest tree in the world. Years passed. The rains came, the sun shone, and the little trees all grew very, very tall. One day, three woodcutters climbed the mountain. They each cut down a tree. The first tree thought, oh boy, now I'm going to be made into this beautiful treasure chest. The second tree knew he would now realize his dream of being a strong ship fit for kings. The third tree felt her heart sink as the woodcutter cut her down. Her dream was shattered. So the first tree was taken to a carpenter shop. He was not made into a treasure chest. Rather, the tree was made into a feed box for animals. The tree was not covered with gold or filled with treasure. Rather, it was filled with hay for hungry farm animals. The second tree smiled when the woodcutter took him into the shipyard. He knew that his dream would soon be coming true. But no mighty sailing ships were being made that day. No, instead the once strong tree was hammered and sawed into a simple fishing boat. Too small and weak to sail an ocean or a river, he was taken to a little lake And every day he brought in loads of dead, smelly fish. The third tree was taken to a lumberyard and cut into strong beams and just left there. All I ever wanted to do was to stay on that mountaintop and point to God. Three trees, three dreams, all seemed shattered. Many days and many nights passed. The trees, it had been so long, nearly had forgotten about their dreams. One star-filled night, a young woman placed her newborn baby into a feed box. And the first tree knew that he was holding the greatest treasure in the world. One evening, a tired traveler and his companions crowded into this old, stinky, smelly fishing boat. The traveler fell asleep as the second tree quietly sailed out on the lake. A storm suddenly arose and the little tree shuddered. He knew he wasn't strong enough to carry his passengers through all of the rain and all of the wind. The tired man awakened. He stood up and he stretched out his hand and he said, Peace. The storm stopped. The second tree knew he was carrying the king of heaven and the king of earth. One Friday morning, 
The third tree was startled when her beams were just yanked from the woodpile. She flinched as she was carried through this angry crowd. She shuddered when soldiers nailed a man's hands to her. On Sunday morning, the third tree knew that God's love had changed everything. God's love had made the feed box beautiful by holding the Christ child. God's love had made the small fishing boat strong. And every time folks thought of the third tree, they would think of God and of resurrection. Love, God's love, had changed everything. Friends, God still calls us to dream. God still calls us to think about those places where he desires for us to serve and to live. Martin Luther Jr. King had a dream, a dream that we're still working on, a dream that we're still wrestling with as Americans and as world citizens. Think of some of your dreams. Some dreams will never come true. They have been shattered beyond repair, beyond reproach. Other dreams are still there. They might have happened and We have forgotten about them for so long that we have just left them there. Of those three trees, I would have been the third one that wanted to stay on the mountaintop. I uh, grew up in Fairfax County, Virginia, a little place. It it was a little place when I was a kid, seriously. Um, But my whole idea, my mom still lives in the house where I grew up. My idea was to get a job, to be an accountant, if you read the, the little insert about me, and to live in one house and stay there the rest of my life. God had a different thing in mind for Danny. So I've had the opportunity of traveling all over Virginia now as an itinerant United Methodist minister. So I'm telling you that because I think sometimes, even though it's our dream, God might have a better dream to make us a better person, make our world better because we are living into His dream. So this God of epiphany, this season that we're in, He is still speaking out powerful words for us Christians to hear. God is still saying things like, Do not judge. Blessed are the meek. Love your enemies. Do not store up for yourself treasures on earth. Love one another. Do not be anxious about tomorrow. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. I don't know where you are in life. I don't know where you are with your dreams. But I do know this. Keep dreaming. Keep following Christ. Keep following that call that Christ has placed in your heart of hearts. No matter how shattered your life seems, no matter how torn and broken you feel, God still wants you to become a whole individual. Remember that simple little tale of the three trees. 
with God, love changes everything. With God, love, grace changes everything. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you again for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you found the message meaningful, and we invite you to join us in person as we gather for worship at Crozet United Methodist Church every Sunday at 8.30 a.m. and 11 a.m. Please visit us online at www.crozetunitedmethodist.org to learn about ways you can connect with God and your neighbors through the ministries of Crozet UMC. Have a great week.